So this morning, we're going to talk about what is our church all about. So we turn in Matthew's gospel to see where this church stuff got started. In the 16th chapter, we find Jesus walking with his disciples, teaching, and as he usually does, asking questions. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say the Son of Man is? They replied, well, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others, uh, Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But what about you, he asked, who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Jesus replied, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Then at that time, he ordered his disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah. On this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not overcome it. And here we are more than 2,000 years later, and the gates of hell have not overcome the church. We have been the church for over 227 years in this community, from pioneers and Native Americans on what was the frontier to the complex world we live in today. We have been faithful to being the body of Christ in the world today. How does that work? How does that happen? Is it magic? No. It takes all of us. It takes the leadership of our church. It takes the faithfulness of all of you to continue to be the church until Jesus returns. The purpose of our church, we have decided, is that we will speak the word of God, share the love of Christ, and make the kingdom of God visible. So today we're going to talk about how that happens. What are the mechanisms? What are the committees and uh, workers that make all of that happen in our church? Now, the joke would be, what's more boring than a church committee? Someone talking about a church committee, right? You could say that. Because, you know, stereotypically people think church committees are boring. But when you think when you're in a meeting, you are responsible for the body of Christ in the world today. You are responsible to be faithful so that the church will stand against the gates of hell. You are responsible to keep the church going till Jesus returns. It's a little more exciting then. So what is our church all about? First slide. Jesus said that he would found his church on this rock and that the gates of Hades would not overcome it. Next slide. So who leads our church? You may think, oh, well, Pastor Alan, Pastor Ty does. Nope, that is not true. 
The leadership from our, of our church comes from you, the congregation. The leadership of our church is elected every year. Our church is set up like a democracy. We ask people to serve three years on a team, and then if they wish, they can serve another three before rotating off. So somebody isn't in charge of something for 20, 25 years. If you picked up a bulletin, you have a copy of the 2024 leadership for our church inside your bulletin. There's one page that's leadership, there's one page that's finances. So we'll discuss what each of our leadership teams is responsible for. Next slide. First is our church council. The church council is the ultimate decision-making body of our church. The church council sets policy, vision, and makes major decisions for our church. They approve the annual program ministry budget that determines how we spend your faithful envelope giving through the year. Now, other teams may have authority to decide in their area of responsibility, but the church council is ultimately responsible. You can see the people who make up our church council. Sarah Lozier is our chairperson, Mike Kravitsky, our vice chair, and then the others. Next slide. Staff Parish Relations Committee. At work, this is the HR department. Staff Parish is responsible for all personnel decisions and evaluations of our pastors and staff. They evaluate Pastor Ty and I once a year and inspect our parsonages with the trustees. They are the ones who interview new hires, recommend persons to be hired, and recommend salaries to the church council, and they mediate any conflicts within our church staff. You can see the people who make up this team. Dave Gedemy is our chairperson of Staff Parish Relations. Next slide. Committee on Finance. So we are the body of Christ. We're the church, but we're here in the world. And when you're in the world, you have to pay your bills. And money is what makes things happen. That's part of being the body of Christ, but being in the world. So we have our Committee on Finance. They develop our annual budget. They monitor income and expenses throughout the year. They conduct our annual audit of all the finances of our church. They're just finishing that work right now. And they work with our treasurer business manager to ensure smooth and accountable financial operations of our church. They monitor our mortgage throughout the year. You can see the people who make up our finance committee. Al Stratton is our chairperson. Next slide. Our board of trustees. The board of trustees looks after all the buildings and investments of our church campus. They are responsible for maintaining and repairing all of the buildings. They set rates for and sign contracts for rentals of our facility. They manage rental properties that are owned by the church. They are responsible. They are the ones responsible for selling properties that have been sold and the ones that are currently on the market. You can see the people who make up our trustees. Brian Dudo is the president of our trustees. Next slide. So how do we get these leaders? They come from the Committee on Nominations. The Committee on Nominations invites people from our congregation to serve on leadership teams. They recommend the church council these persons. They work to fill vacancies as they may arise through the year. 
Currently, we have one vacancy on trustees and one vacancy on staff parish. You can see the people who make up this team. In, in the United Methodist Church, the pastors are the chairperson of the nominating committee, and then you can see the other people there. Next slide. So beyond those administrative teams, that's the teams that really do the most functioning, keep our church functioning, we have other program teams. We have discipleship, compassion. We have our mission team that's responsible for all mission projects and all mission funding. And we have our preschool ministry team. We have a preschool here Monday through Friday. Right now it has 112 students in our preschool, and it has been here for over 40 years. So that's thousands of adults that are in our community and beyond that got their start in our preschool. That preschool ministry team's responsible alongside of our preschool director and staff for the operation and administration of our preschool. Next slide. Our safe sanctuary team's responsible for the development and implementation of our safe sanctuary policy. Safe sanctuaries is the protection of our children, youth, and vulnerable adults in all of our programs. We have a policy, we have procedures that we follow. There will always be two adults anytime there's a young person present, two unrelated adults. Prayer and witness team meets Thursday night. Christian military support uh, provides our Memorial Day and veterans observances and also other programs. Next slide. Our Peterson Scholarship and Campus Ministry, they're responsible to award scholarships from our Peterson Fund and care for our college students. We have an endowment that was given, and for a number of years we weren't uh, keeping track of that, but last year our trustees worked to take that money, invest it properly so that we get income off of it, so this year we'll be able to award scholarships from the Peterson Fund. And lastly, our Decorating and Hospitality Committee that's responsible for decorating our, our buildings uh, for worship and also for other events. Next slide. One thing you won't see on that leadership is our church conference. Our church conference is all those leaders plus any member of the church. We have an annual congregational meeting every fall. This is the annual administrative meeting of our congregation and it's chaired by our district superintendent. Normally, it sets the pastor's salaries for the next year, and it elects the leadership team for the next year. It's also responsible from time to time for property sales or purchases. So that is our leadership. That is how all of this happens, all of our ministry happens. Next slide, we turn from leadership to our finances. As I said, we are in the world, so we have to have money to do ministry, to pay the bills, to make all of this happen. So first and foremost is our church program ministry budget. This budget is all salaries, utilities, all operating costs of all the ministries of our church. And this is an $839,000 budget for 2024. That's what it takes to do all of the good all of the ministries we do, over $800,000. Your envelope giving supports this budget. And we thank you. We thank you for your generosity to our church. The last three years, we have been able to meet all of our costs short of 
our giving to the larger United Methodist Church. Every United Methodist congregation is off asked to give a portion to the greater church. We have fallen short there as we have tried to focus on keeping all of the ministries we're doing and working down our budget. So throughout the year, we often run behind uh, in our bills because of we get so much giving in December. If you think about it, we have an $800,000 budget. In December, we will generally take in between $95,000 and $100,000. So we get one-eighth of our budget in December. So we pay all of our bills through the year, but we have uh, other funds that help with that cash flow. Next slide. So beyond the program ministry budget, other ways you give to your church. The Community Life Center Mortgage Fund. This income pays our monthly mortgage payment, which is beyond that budget, beyond the $800,000, a mortgage payment of $10,878 each month. Now, some months, what you give falls short of that, so we take money from our mortgage fund, which currently has a balance of $42,498. One year ago, we owed $1.1 million on our mortgage. And today, we owe $700,000. That is a huge step forward. We do that because we were able to sell one property on Shenango Road, and we, a few years ago, renegotiated our mortgage. We're locked into a low interest rate of 2.9%. And we're at the point where most of our monthly payments going to principal. Out of that $10,000 and more, about seven dollars or $8,000 goes to principal every month. So with the sale of one property and giving, we have made great progress last year in paying down our mortgage. Next slide. Currently, we have two properties on the market. Down Shenango Road, the second house from the church is for sale, and the old pizza shop property is for sale. Uh, also, we have applied for an employee retention tax refund for nonprofits, from which we hope to receive $97,000. And that refund, if we receive that, will go into our mortgage fund to keep that going. Now, what is the employee retention tax refund? During the pandemic, our church kept all of our staff. We paid all of our staff, even when we were closed. So the government's created for nonprofits a refund if you were able to do that. So we have applied through a CPA firm, and we are praying that we this year receive that. So by the end of this year, our best case scenario would be to have our mortgage down to just owing 200,000 and we would have 100,000 in the bank. The leadership of our church is working hard for this miracle. In 2 years from 1.1 million to 200,000, that's 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 would be a miracle. Next slide. Another way you give to the church is the maintenance and improvement fund. This fund is used for major equipment and repair items that are needed for routine upkeep and improvement of our church buildings and grounds. Think about it last year, our AC was out in the sanctuary, maintenance improvement. This year we've had our ups and downs, or not ups and downs with the elevator. <laughs> maintenance and improvements pays for that. The fund currently has a balance of about 103 
$1,466. Of that, $23,000 is earmarked for our front parking lot. And $5,000 from the Gary Bloom Foundation is earmarked for an outdoor youth area. So we have $75,000 available for maintenance and improvements. This fund is administered by our board of trustees. Next slide. Continue with other ways to give to our church mission funds. If you give monthly to missions, we choose a mission that that giving goes to for that month. We also participate in two large projects each year, Rise Against Hunger, where we pack about 15,000 meals that get shipped overseas and help build hope, where we build a house, or last year was three tiny houses in our parking lot. We also uh, do other missions besides sending money to missions. Twice a month, we are in Beaver Falls at the Central Methodist Church. We serve a breakfast that serves 50 to 70 people once a month, and then a Friday night dinner that can serve up to 200 people. Our mission funds currently have a balance of $39,890. And finally, Memorial Fund. You can give in memory of somebody that's gone into heaven, and this fund is used to purchase special lasting items around the church. Some of the last things we've purchased are banners up here, um, candlesticks, something that enhances our church. Sometimes we purchase uh, choir anthems uh, with that memorial fund. We just wanted you to know how things happen and what the leadership of our church is, what they do, and uh, where we stand, you know, in terms of operations, in terms of mortgage. You all give so faithfully. We like to communicate uh, where that giving goes, uh, what we're able to do, what our hopes and dreams are for our congregation.